Welcome to The Observer Effect, a podcast of travel stories. Each week, we hope to bring you a conversation with someone we meet overseas, and at least one good story. Episode 44, Everyone, Chicago, where Alkeen came out. There's a cafe named Dollop on the corner of Plymouth and Van Buren, just steps away from State Street and the Harold Washington Library, and practically under the L. It serves far and away Chicago's best cup of coffee, Metropolis. This is where I met Elkeen to record his story, because this is where we used to meet when he was my English student, so you'll hear coffee shop sounds in the background. I hadn't realized that he brought a secret with him from Venezuela. But in my case, I was gay also, mm-hmm. but I was living my life like a straight man, give, giving expectation to people, to my family, to my friends. Yeah. And now I said I'm gay. So it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. Y todo esto me apartó de ser quien era, ¿me entiendes? Todo esto me me llevó a vivir una vida diferente a la que yo no quería, pero me acostumbré. Eso construyó una personalidad que no que que no que no era yo. Sí. O sea, mi seriedad es parte de de un sistema, una barrera que yo creé para sí, alejarme sí. de la gente. Sí. So there's more you. That will come out. Yeah. Terry Capsalis, the Chicago writer, says, Trembling knees and an unrelenting sense of failure is one way forward. Elkin, can you describe yourself? What do you look like? Um, Interesting because I consider myself a very serious person mm. and it takes me a while to trust people. Mm. I mean to get um, confidence about people around me. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm also a very nice person. I like share things with people. Um, I'm very hardworking, I'm very persistent when I want something, mm-hmm. I fight for whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm very passionate mm-hmm. about my feelings, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's but, but what do you look like? That's my question. I want to know what you look like for the listeners so they can picture you. Ah, physically. Uh, I'm not very tall, like 5.5 feet. Uh, brown color skin. Okay. Um, 
dark hair, brown eyes, and a little bit thin. Thin? Thin? Yeah. Okay. Not very muscular. <laughs> Not at all. Okay. <laughs> and can you describe where we are right now? Now we are in Chicago in a coffee shop, which is. What's the name? Dollop. Dollop. Mm -hmm. We'll have to advertise for them. <laughs> yeah. I used to. came here mm -hmm. to study with, with um, Joe mm -hmm. when I was here the first time. It's very nice. It's a very nice coffee shop. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you see around? Uh, we have we can see easily the city. We are in a very we are in downtown, so many people around. Huge windows too. Yeah, very tall. You can see tall buildings. There is a train station. Yeah, the L goes right here. Yeah, the part of the loop in the L. We're actually kind of underneath it. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. What are your feelings about the city? Do you enjoy being downtown? When you see things like the L, what, what's your feeling? Um, actually, I really like it because um, when, uh, when I was a child, uh, I was dreaming about living in a big, big city like this. Yeah. Tall buildings, train, and... It is like this is like a dream for me. Yeah. The weather also is something interesting for me. <laughs> Very cold, but I like it. Yeah. Uh, so let's back up. Where do you come from? When you were a child dreaming about a big city like this, where? That's that because I'm from Venezuela and I was born in a small town, like four hours from the uh, capital, so Caracas. You're, you're not from Caracas. No, directly. I'm from San Felipe. San Felipe. A very conservative, small, mm. quiet town. It's really nice if you don't like crowded places. Yeah. And I was from San Felipe, but I also lived like 30 minutes from the from downtown. Of. of uh, in San Felipe. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. How do you call it? The Pueblo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The small city. You were... Out of the city. I was living out of the city. Got you. So like um, countryside, like farms. Yeah. What kind of food did people grow there? Or... Plantain, corn, uh, potato, everything I think. And are your, were your Vegetable. parents farmers then? Or? No, they are not. No. But my uh, my father my family my father's family used to have a big um, it's not a farm farm but um, terreno yeah yeah like plants I think and the, and and people were living there and working there I see but they they they, they were not very interested in the business I don't know yeah. So why did you want to come to a place like this? Where did that dream come from? Mm, once, when, when I was shy, uh, I went to Caracas. And that 
the view of the city really impressed me. That's what I like. Uh, it was when I started like liking mm -hmm. cities, big cities. Mm -hmm. Can you describe it for those of us that haven't been to Caracas yet? <coughs> yeah, nothing like Chicago, mm -hmm. but it's a nice city because there are many buildings, but also you can see around the, the around the city, big mountains mm -hmm. and everything. It's not a valle, how do you say it? It's a valley. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. There is a combination between city, but also you can see the nature around. Yeah. It's a green city. Also. Yeah. It's very interesting. And in my, in my, in my town, uh, I like in that in, I like it in, that, in, in a way that everything is very quiet, and you can see the difference between a big city and the town. Yeah. You can walk ar uh, around in downtown without any problem. It's very, not too, too much traffic. Yeah. It's very plain, actually. There are no many, many buildings or something. You can hear the L going yeah. by right now. <laughs> but it's beautiful. Even walking on the street, you can see the mountains around the city, in San Felipe. But so, did this dream represent some kind of escape from San Felipe, or what, what appealed to you, just the beauty? No, no, it's, it, uh, when I was a child, I also, because my sister, she, she wanted to be an architect, and I was sure that I wanted to be a businessman. Wow. So we we were dreaming about be, build, building um, a big mall in yeah. San Felipe. I still want that because there is, if you go now, yeah. um, 20 years after, it's yeah. the same. There's nothing. <laughs> and even, even worse. Yeah. Because the population uh, grew, and we're still fighting with many problems. Yeah, yeah. Public transportation, yeah. and things like that. The security. Yeah, yeah. We don't have. Uh, we didn't. We, we don't even have. Uh, Cinema. Ah. Wow. How did you watch movies? On TV or? On TV. Yeah. Uh, because when I was a child, my family couldn't afford a cable yeah, yeah, TV yeah. company. Yeah, yeah. We only watched one channel. One channel. And we have to move the <laughs> antenna. <laughs> Someone had to keep the antenna steady <laughs> to watch a movie or something. Wow. Oh man. So, yeah, this is really different here. That's why when I moved to Valencia, a big city in, in, in Venezuela, 
I feel very strange. Yeah. I think that I thought that there was another world that I didn't know. Yeah. And people talking about about music, movies, everything. Culture. Yeah. So we're getting closer and closer to the story that I want you to tell that you've told me. Uh, people listening can get an idea that you've gone back and forth between America and Venezuela. <laughs> uh, how did you get here? How did you go from San Felipe to Chicago? But um, I came here basically on, by accident, <laughs> I could say that. I would say that. Because I wasn't, uh, uh, I wasn't thinking about United States when I first wanted to leave Venezuela. I was planning to go to Canada for English because I also knew when I was a child that I needed English for, for my professional um, growth. Yeah. But um, in the last company I was working for, I got a new position. But they wanted to, to, they wanted me to have, they required me to have some English level, good English. Yeah. And I said, well, actually, uh, I was thinking to go, thinking to go to Canada for English for six months. Yeah. And they said, okay. Uh, I was planning this for two years. But when I applied for the Can Canadian, Can Canadian visa, they denied it. They didn't deny it, but I made some changes in, the, in my plan. And they said to me that I need to start over. I started over in the process. Start over. And I didn't have too much time at that point. So I uh, changed my mind and I said, okay, the company, when the company sent people for, uh, to study English, they normally do, uh, do it, do it, to send them to United States. And at that moment, there was a, a very close friend uh, who was working, who, whom I was working with, and she said, why don't you go to Chicago? I'm going there for four months. So you have time to get the visa and it would be fine because you don't have to, you still have the license to, to study yeah. for one year, six months, one year, I don't remember. That's what I decided to come here. Yeah. I uh, got the visa and everything and I came here yeah. on a student visa for yeah. six months. And you're a really good student. <laughs> when I, I met you uh, at the school that I met you at, you were one of the hardest working students in that class. Thank you seemed you. very serious about studying. Yes, uh, I was really committed to this project because I, uh, uh, I, knew, I knew I needed English and I also was under pressure, a lot of pressure because 
I didn't want to come to to go back to Venezuela without any English. That was my goal here. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> many things change. Change. This is the... <laughs> this is where the story gets really interesting. <laughs> yeah. I also think now I can describe my life in a different way. I have I have answers, answers yeah. to many things that are happening now. Maybe uh, it was um, something unconscious that it happened. Um, I probably was using English as an excuse to leave the country. In, in fact, when I told my boss that, uh, that I was um, that I would leave the company, quit my job, because I had a plan. That, in that moment, I knew that they have a new position for me, but I didn't know. So anyway, I was thinking to leave the company and the country. Yeah. I was struggling with many difficult problems in my personal life. And I needed uh, a change. I needed to be away from people, not for something bad, but uh, I need my I needed my own space to make to make a decision about my, my life. But then they told me, okay, that's fine if you want to go uh, uh, to another country for English, and this is. The, uh, that is going to work um, for us. So you can go whenever you want, whenever you want. But come back, if you come back, you will get this position. So I just say, in that moment, I said, okay, that's fine. But I wasn't serious. Yeah. Uh, I knew that the company was very good, very a stable company, yeah. but I also knew that they didn't need a person like me working there. Mm -hmm. There are many young people, hardworking. Why, why do you think they said that to you? Why do you think they offered you that? First, there, is a, there is a long story behind that. Okay. Uh, when I was a child, I got a scholarship ah, for the same company. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they paid me the high. Uh, they paid my high school and my university five years yeah. of university. And I was working in another in another uh, in other companies before. And then they called me, hey, Elkin, you studied in our foundation or something. You got a scholarship for the university, so why are you working in another company? Come here. We yeah. have a position for you. And okay, I, I accepted. I see. That makes sense, yeah. So they and wanted when, to keep you. Yeah, and yeah. when I told them, uh, I want to, I wanted to go to Canada for English, they said, that's good. It's a good story in the company. 
someone who started basically from zero, he, not in the company but in the project that the company has. In, in some way, they, they think that, they thought that I'm very, um, they were very attached to my story. Yeah. My family also, my father, my, my anchors, they worked in that company before. Ah, yeah. So there are many things that connected me to the yeah. company. Yeah. So they, they say, go, go, go and come back. And I believe that I think that they were very honest yeah. about about what they were offering me. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't want that anyway. Yeah. So I came here and I was escaping from uh, something in my life that I didn't know how to do. Yeah. What did you, can you tell some of the things you experienced during that first time in Chicago? Um, I remember you coming to our lessons and you were very quiet and I assumed it was your personality, but I also saw some sadness, some heaviness, and then you started sharing how difficult it was in Chicago. Do you mind talking about those experiences? Yeah. For someone coming from another country on a student visa, you know, like, you have to study 20 hours per week, right? Mm -hmm. You must to qualify for the visa. And then, on top of that, you can work a certain amount, or no? I did work, but uh, I wasn't supposed to work right? because of my visa. Not uh, at all? Not at all. Yeah. Before I, before I came here, I knew that process would be difficult. Not because of the English, but because my plan was depending on a decision from the government in Venezuela. Yeah. I had, uh, had the money, but I, need, I needed to ex exchange them to dollars, basically. So you had saved enough mm -hmm. in Venezuelan currency back home and you needed the government to release it for you, right? Yeah. And they didn't? They didn't. <laughs> I was here, <laughs> and because they didn't approve my request on time, when I came here, I didn't know where I was going to live. So, uh, my friend, uh, the one I told you before, Luisa, she was here already. And, uh, and I came here through Aruba. When I was in Aruba, she said to me, Elkin, if you don't have a place to live, and if you didn't have the confirmation from any, any uh, it's okay, I think I have a place for you. So I came here at about, about 2 a.m. in, in was September 4, 2014. And when I was 
when I was at the, uh, the, at the airport, I got an email from her. I got Wi-Fi and I got an email from her and she said, Elkin, take a taxi and this is the address. I will be waiting for you. Wow. And she was. I took the taxi. I get. Uh, I got to the address she told me, and she was waiting for me. I paid, and I agreed with the owner of the house that I would stay there for two weeks, one week, uh, until until I find another place. Yeah. So. But. At that point, anything about English, because I didn't have the money to pay the school. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in the next days, I found out that the government denied my request again. So I needed to make a decision. Going back uh, to Venezuela or, or find a way here in the United States to study something. And I took the risk. I decided on staying here. And then actually the company, they sent me a, sent me some money, like a loan, and I was supposed to pay, pay them back when uh, when I come back, when I went back, uh, go back to Venezuela. Yeah. And I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was difficult because I found the uh, Solex, uh, good school, average, mm-hmm. affordable, affordable. <laughs> but anyway, I didn't have the, the money I had, and the money the company lent me, lent to me or lent me, wasn't enough. I mean, just for one or two months. Yeah. So I needed to start working, and I did. I find I I, I found a job as a busboy in a restaurant, Venezuelan restaurant, and it was very hard because I was working hard, but I wasn't making enough money to pay school. And that situation made my life difficult. I was studying 20 hours a week. I was supposed to learn it, but I wasn't. It's difficult. I needed to think about how to pay the school, how to pay my place, um, even how, uh, even about finding a place because I never, uh, I was never stable. Yeah. I didn't have a stable place. Yeah. I moved from one to another place during the eleven months. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was like homeless for a, for about two weeks. Homeless because I didn't have any place. I had a problem in one of the places I was living, and I needed to leave the place, and I did. But I didn't have any other place to go. Yeah. So I keep my stuff between my work and and uh, school. For for many days, I even didn't uh, I didn't have any money for food and everything. And I also was um, pretending to be 
I mean, when I talk, when I, when I spoke with my family, I had to pretend to be fine because my family also was um, facing problems. Was difficult, difficult. And at some point, uh, uh, I met someone who I, whom I married uh, now, right now. Sorry, say that again. I <laughs> met, People listening are going to be shocked. What? Uh, yeah, I met uh, I met someone, a guy, because I was gay. I, uh, I knew it, but I didn't want to accept it. Accept okay. the fact that okay. I was gay. Okay, we have to stop right there and go to a quieter place to continue this conversation. All right. What changed when you came to Chicago? Uh, my whole life. Uh, in the way that when I realized that there was a possibility to be gay and I knew but I didn't want to accept it, I thought that happiness wasn't for me. And maybe that, that can explain why I started living my family's life mm. instead of mine. Working hard for them and for me. It's like doing many sacrifices mm. that didn't, didn't make any sense. For mm. other people, mm. other people, and simply that um, it's like uh, I thought that I wouldn't be able to come out mm -hmm. because of my family, because of my friends, because of the society. And in Valencia, everything was more. I mean, being gay is not a big deal in Valencia. Mm. But when you are uh, outside, outside everything, I mean, not working, if you're working, fine, but don't say you're gay. Mm. Yeah. If you are, if you go to a church, it's fine. God loves you, but don't say you're gay. And your family, uh, I felt my family hurt me in many ways, just because, and I can't, I can't blame them. Yeah. They didn't know. Yeah. And when here I met Raja, who is my husband right now, partner, and you, spouse. You mean person. you met him less than two years ago, right? The first time when I when I was here. And he really complicated my life. <laughs> he helped me a lot. And I enjoyed the time with him. But can, can you talk about meeting him? How did you meet him? There was a coffee shop in, in the neighborhood. He used to go there 
he likes coffee shop in general, working there. And I went there many times, but for different reasons. Mm. Actually, he, he, he now he said, I know you don't like uh, that coffee shop too much, mm. but he couldn't, he, he, he hasn't been able to figure out why. Mm. But anyway, uh, I saw him a couple of days before we introduced to each other. Mm -hmm. He was a very quiet guy, just working in his computer. But in the, the day when we introduced each other, I was talking on the phone with my friend Francesca in, in Spanish, of course. Mm -hmm. And he realized that I'm, I speak, I spoke Spanish. That's why he, he, came, he came to me. Yeah. He, has, he had another motive, but <laughs> Spanish or the... How do you say that? The excuse? Excuse. Alibi? Alibi. <laughs> but, but, but we, we, we talked to each other for a while. Um, <laughs> Spanish, Spanish. I thought he, <laughs> he, he really knew Spanish. <laughs> no. At that moment, he, he didn't. Um, the second day, I think, I gave him my phone number. Mm -hmm. of, course, of course, I told him, yeah, I come here every time in the afternoon. And he said, okay, I, I will call you and we can um, hang out for a while. Mm -hmm. But the, few, uh, the, days, the day after, he, he never called me and texted me anything. Then I went again, and he wasn't waiting for me because he couldn't save my phone number or something. Uh, mm. But I met him in that coffee shop. We used to go there. After we met each other, we go there. There and another coffee shop mm. around the neighborhood mm. to share until I started. Um, becoming a couple. Yeah. And Being a couple wasn't very clear for any none of us. Yeah. Because he knew that I, uh, I would leave Chicago soon in that moment. And the reason because he complicated me via my life here is because he gave me a reason to stay here. But I really wanted to go back at to that, Venezuela at that time. At was, that time you were... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was tired of working English. If, uh, if I hadn't met him in that time, I think I would have started hating the city. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Instead of liking the city. Yeah. Was it hard for you to admit that you were attracted to him? 
was it hard to what was that like to come out through that process um, I was honest to him I said I'm gay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was one of the the first question he asked yeah but for him um, he said to me you at some point that um, I didn't show my show my emotions, affection, anything. Mm. And that's part of the problem mm. of not being able to accept that I was gay. Yeah. I liked him in that moment, but I wasn't used to. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you didn't have practice. Yeah. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I met another guys before, but the same. Yeah. In Venezuela, they are they're gay, but like me, they they live their life like they are stayed. They have girlfriends and everything, mm -hmm. but they're gay. But here, no. If you're gay, you're gay. Period. Don't pretend to be straight. Mm -hmm. And I was pretending being straight when I was gay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But with time, the things uh, uh, were changing step by step. And he was very patient, actually. Yeah. He 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 helped me in many things, especially in this aspect of my life. Yeah. At that moment, he, I knew he loved me, but also he was interested in helping me mm. in this process with my family, with my friends. Mm -hmm. He didn't put any pressure, put any pressure on me. Yeah. And he was expecting me to change my mind about going to Venezuela. Because uh, for sure I wanted to go back, but I didn't want to live there in, uh, either. Was your visa running out, the time on your visa, or your yeah, money? Yeah, that moment I had. <laughs> or your money was running out. Why did you have to go back at that time? But first of all, the company was waiting for me. So they were pushing. The main, they the were main, putting pressure. Yeah. Two months before, before I left Chicago, they started Elkin. When you call me, Elkin sent me a ticket. Elkin, these are the possible choices we have for you. Mm. And I said to Raya, "Okay, I have to go anyway. I have to go because." I owe the company money, but loyalty also. Mm -hmm. And if we uh, if we're going to be together, we will find a way. And I went. I left Chicago, but I was expecting something to happen. <laughs> and there was a problem with my passport, and I I needed to go to a to a. Venezuelan uh, consulate, 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 mm -hmm. consulate, consulate, mm -hmm. for a 
letter or something. Yeah. And at the at, uh, at the airport, the guy who checking who made the checking, he was there is something strange. Please <laughs> tell me that I can't go. But no, Raja told me from the beginning, United States will not prevent, <laughs> stop you from leaving. From leaving. <laughs> and I left Chicago, and uh, immediately the day after I came, uh, I uh, arrived to Venezuela, I started working. And like a week, after uh, I got a phone number and I started communicating with Raja. Mm. We made we made plan for every call, every vehicle. And it was difficult also because I didn't have any place. Yeah. The company was telling me, don't stay here, be patient, probably you will go to another place. And I was traveling a lot. Yeah. But um, I mean, for to call him by video, I didn't have Wi-Fi, internet, anything. Yeah. I was living with my sister in a small place with he and her friend. It was very un uncomfortable for me. Yeah. But. Then in, he, he went to Venezuela in October for my birthday. Mm -hmm. It was the first time he went, he went there. That's very nice. And that was very significant to me. Yeah. To think about our future. Yeah. And then uh, he, we planned a trip to Ecuador, just to think about what to do. Because I told him, um, I want to be with you, everything, I like you, I love you, but I know how difficult it would be for me to find a job there. Mm -hmm. But um, from, for him to start in Venezuela would be even more difficult. We went to Ecuador, <laughs> we didn't like Ecuador, um, uh, for living, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's very difficult to find, uh, for him to find another opportunity when he has a good job here. Yeah. So, uh, I was supposed to come here in January with my student visa, but because six months passed, after the last time I was here, they denied, canceled my visa. And I was ready. I was, uh, I had everything. I was starting doing the process. Oh my God. And then I found the, the, um, I could, I can, I could not come here again. At least I needed to apply for a new visa. And I said, I just saw. No, I don't know what to do. I can take the risk and apply for a tourist visa, but I don't know. I was afraid because I was working here Ill illegally. Yeah. 
and I didn't want them to find something. He talked to many lawyers for advice. And at the end we said, okay, if we wanna be two together, the only possibility is that you come to you come here. And for that we have to get married. And I didn't want but <laughs> we did it. We did it. Six months after I got the fiance visa. Hmm. The day before I came here, I told my mom I was gay. And uh, I told her I knew Raja. Uh, I was going to live with him. More than friends. Of course, I didn't tell her. Um, I was going to get married. <laughs> and then when I was here, I told my sister, and some friends. But they still don't know I'm married. Wow. It's difficult, it's not, I'm gay, I have a boyfriend, partner, whatever, I'm going to get married, and I live in the, uh, I'm leaving the country, just so you know, it's too much. But, in that moment it was okay. My, uh, my mom talk, uh, told me since that I wasn't expecting. Hmm. I remember I have her, her voice in my mind when she said, I just want you to be happy and that's it. Go, live your own life. And of course, she was in shock. Yeah. And from here, since um, has have been being a little different. Mm. But she's okay. I'm okay. So, one last question. How would you say that coming to Chicago changed you? If you summarize... Uh, for sure, I would say that coming to Chicago changed my life in a uh, amazing way, for something good. It helped me to, to realize who I was, what I wanted, and the most important thing that happiness and love, everything is for everyone. And I found the opportunity to know what is being happy without pressure, um, how do you say that? Without being scared about society, about culture, mm -hmm. and all these things. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I enjoy it. Thank you for sharing such an intimate story and Thank you for speaking English. <laughs> I try to do it. Don't forget about kiva.org, K-I-V-A.org. And thank you to Dana Boulay for lending us her music.